Hey everybody, welcome to today's Take Heart. Hope you're doing all right. I don't know about you, but I find myself starting my days often at the moment, feeling quite out of my depth and feeling like, oh my word, I don't have any answers. And it's, it's, um, it's scary and it can feel discouraging. And probably for that reason, I've been drawn to Timothy in the scripture because the, the context in which certainly 2 Timothy was written was that Timothy was um, involved in leading a church in Ephesus. And that's a hostile culture to be leading a church. The church was really just kind of in its early years getting going as they all were in those days. Timothy's a young leader. He's, he's probably having to navigate all sorts of difficult issues. And um, yeah, I, I imagine he had moments of feeling quite scared and feeling pretty out of his depth. And it may well be that you, like Timothy, um, feel a bit out of your depth too. Um, we, we're all of us having people who we're looking after, but it's like it's hard enough looking after ourselves, let alone being responsible for, for a, a classroom full of kids or for a whole load of employees or for um, family members who are struggling. And we don't have the answers any more than anyone else does. And uh, I can feel, as I'm sure you might sometimes, that it's, it's like we're trying to fly a plane without a map. You know, no one's been here before, so, so what do we do and how do we, how do we live well? And there's a, there's a whole load of encouragement that Paul sends to Timothy in this letter. He tells him he loves him, he, he affirms his faith, he, he reminds him he's got gifts. And, and then in 1 uh, Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, he speaks of the Spirit. And he says to him, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. And that's a verse I want to cling on to and I want to hold on to it as I uh, begin my day feeling out of my depth, just to remind myself of this truth that, first of all, here's the first comfort we get from it. God has given us his spirit. He has already given us the spirit. And it's past tense for the spirit God gave us. So we have the living God dwelling within us. He's made his home in us. God's address on earth, as nuts as it seems, is Andy Croft, Watford, Mike Pellavacci, Watford. Whatever your name is and wherever you are, he, he lives in us. I have the living God inside of me. I didn't earn him, but he gave himself to me. That's the good news of the gospel. I mean, that's just even that. Let's just meditate on that. The living God lives in me. And then it goes on to say the spirit gets even better because the spirit who has been given to us then gives to us present tense. He is right now seeking to give to us. And um, what it says here is it sets up this contrast for us. Not fear. And aren't these days where we're full of angst and, and worry and fear? It's scary. But not fear. Instead of fear, power, love self-discipline. The Spirit gives power, love and self-discipline. They're gifts. They're not things that we earn, but they're things that we receive from him. Let's just unpack them for a minute. He gives us power. One of the things that that speaks of is that he gives us courage. He gives us boldness. He gives us strength. So if that's something we feel like we need in these days, even just in this one day, then that's something that is available for us to receive from the Holy Spirit. And Probably the main way that he seeks to, I think, embolden us 
is to remind us of who Jesus is. And not just of who Jesus is, but who Jesus is with, me and you. He's with us. And so often in the Bible, um, when, when God wants to give somebody courage, what he does is he just says, I'm with you. Look at me. <laughs> courage comes from just knowing me. And, um, you know, Jesus' nickname is Emmanuel, God with us. It's one of the things that defines him in a sense, that he's going to be faithful, that he's going to be loyal fiercely, that he's never going to abandon us. He's the good shepherd. The image he uses of the good shepherd is just ex absolutely explicitly making this point. Look, you know what? When the wolves come, the hired shepherds runs away, but I'm the good shepherd. And that means I won't even run, even if it costs me my own life. I'll be faithful to you. Look at me. One of the probably the most supreme acts of, of boldness and power, as it were, and strength in the book of Acts is the first martyr, Stephen, who is stoned to death. Um, and what, what, we, what we hear in that story is that he's full of the spirit and he has a vision of Jesus standing there, even as he's kind of, even as he's dying, Jesus is standing there with him. And it's like that thing of you, the spirit just reveals to us the fact that God is with us. So I can start my day and I can say, Lord, I feel out of my depth. Would you give me power? And power and strength comes from just a revelation that, oh my word, I'm not on my own. You're with me in this. Instead of fear, the Spirit gives us love. And we're told in uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Reminds me of a time I was in a restaurant with, my, uh, with Mike, actually, and, and Beth and Josiah. We only had, I think it was just one kid in those days, maybe two, I can't, I lose track. But uh, Josiah was little and he was just running around the restaurant like kids do and he ran off um, just out of sight for a few minutes and I just assumed he was just crawling under a table somewhere. But I, I got up to go to the toilet and as I did that I walked past this door that led into the sort of the kitchen area and it had a long glass window in it and Josiah was, had managed to get himself trapped in this corridor and as I walked past the glass door he could see me and he just screamed dad like in a, in a voice that I'd never heard him use before which was just a voice full of fear and I was shocked and I remember just because I'd never heard him talk like that I just opened the door and he flung himself at me and he was in tears he'd only been in there a few minutes but he just got freaked he just couldn't get out again and for him that was just a really scary um, experience and, and he just was trembling as I held him and I just remember just holding him tight and just after a little while the, the trembling stopped and, and the fear left Perfect love, my love's not perfect, but perfect love drives out fear. So much of our fear, um, at its heart, at its base, at the root of it, is that we don't trust his love fully. You know, we, we harbour these secret fears that we often bury and pretend are not there, that, that, you know, we worry that he'll reject us, that God will leave us out in the cold, that he'll hang us out to dry. We worry that we're not good enough for him or that he won't provide for us. And actually what we need is not to try to not be afraid and just grit our teeth and get on with it, but a revelation of his love. You know, when the spirit falls, he shows us the perfect love of the father. And actually that's why it says in Romans chapter 8 verse 15, the spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear, but rather the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship or to daughtership and by him we cry Abba Father. So when I've got the spirit 
um, what he what he does is he reveals to me the love of my father. And you know what? If I can begin my day feeling out of my depth, but saying, Holy Spirit, would you show me again the love of the father for me? And just receiving that revelation, then you know what? I might not know the answers, but I'll know I'm loved. And that'll mean I won't be afraid. I won't be afraid of failing. I won't be afraid of making mistakes. I won't be afraid of um, maybe certain people in certain situations because I'll have an inner confidence that, that comes from knowing I'm loved. I couldn't be more loved if I did if I smashed the day and I couldn't be less loved loved if I if I blew it. Um, instead of fear, the spirit gives us self-discipline. Maybe another way of sort of putting that word would be self-control or a sound mind. And I think it speaks of um, someone who has kind of mastered themselves. They're not blown everywhere by all the changes and, and all the ups and downs. They're just rooted. They know who they are. They know what they're for. Um, and the Spirit gives us this because he, he leads us constantly back to truth. So Jesus says of the Spirit in, in John, he talks about how the Spirit will remind you of what I've said to you. And I love that because what that means is the Spirit reminds us of many things, but one of them is of the promises of God, of the goodness of God, of the character of God. He reminds us of who we're, who we're being transformed into, the likeness of Jesus. He reminds us of the faithfulness to God to us over the years. He reminds us of what he's done for us in Jesus. He reminds us of who we're being called to be and what we're being called to do. And what that can give us, it can give us a stability. It helps us place the, the important before the urgent that so often crowds everything else out. And it gives us a kind of like a solidness in, in a kind of a storm in all the winds. So how do we receive from him? We ask. We don't know the answers. We're out of our depth, but we've been given the Holy Spirit. And when we ask him, he gives us not fear, but power, love and self-discipline. Let's look to him today and receive.